Good evening. You are listening to a Rad Legend Broadcasting premiere podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, <clears throat> the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified. Mr. Mark Radledge, and tonight our favorite shows are WWE SummerSlam 2021 and NXT TakeOver 36, a wonderfully original and creative title. (laughs) Joining me tonight is the last man standing. He's hard to catch, but you gotta catch them all like a Pokemon. Chris Bailey from an underground bunker somewhere in Canada. Thank you, Jonas. Get out of here. You bother me, kid. How you doing, Chris? You'll never get me, Kappa. You'll never get me. I'm too good. <laughs> What's up? Chris? And, and for, for all the fans, after we're done this show, there's a free ice cream bar waiting for you somewhere in Canada. Chris Bailey currently sneaking around the outskirts of Canada in a fake mustache and a top hat. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to make these shows, brother. Indeed. All right, Chris. Um, you've thrown off my schedule. You've thrown off my structure. You've thrown off my pants and threw me over the horse. What is it you want to talk about, for God's sakes? You cult of personality, you. I think there's something to talk. Something happened this week in wrestling. With some, you know, something a little, you know, a little, a little bit fun, a little bit newsworthy. I think, and well, it didn't happen in WWE right out of the gate. So that I think that's newsworthy in itself. I think you should look into my eyes and tell me what you see. <laughs> a cult of personality is what we see here. That's right. CM Mother Effin Punk. Return to the wrestling biz after seven long storied years and seven years of the WWE getting fan bombed, fan bombed every single show chanting his name. Well, he returned to AEW on Rampage. Rampage, a one hour Friday night show. Pre tape. Got CM Punk back in action. Pre tape, yes. Yeah, pre tape, yeah. Yep, it was part of but their. Man, I guess they're taping their. Dynamite goes live on Wednesdays, and they're, they're doing an extra hour, which means that people knew he was going to be there Friday, and they managed to keep it a secret. They managed to keep it a secret. It's the one of the best, worst-kept secrets in the wrestling business, totally. <laughs> and uh, they even sold a pay-per-view with the thought and idea that he might show up and sold that thing out. And listen, CM Punk returned. It was... I think the most perfect return of any wrestler I have ever seen. They gave him the time. They let it breathe. Uh, Punk was emotional. He was into it. The fans were absolutely stark raving mad for him in his hometown. And, man, it was it was a sight to, to behold, Mark Radlich. What did you think of just him walking down the ramp? Was absolutely, absolutely electric. Unbelievable. Right. I, uh, I have thoughts. Okay. Here we go. Uh, this is never good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there there is a a TikTok trend um, where oh, no. somebody will point to things and they'll go, "I like you have a cupcake," and it's something that they like. <laughs> <laughs> I like you have a cupcake, and 
And Chris Bailey is the I like you have a cupcake girl. He likes everything except the Eternals. Um, he likes everything <laughs> and wants everything to have a or cupcake. Alpha Flight. So (laughs) do not put stock in anything Chris Bailey has to say because he likes it all. He's just he's just a fat kid at the end of the table and he hoists the table up and everything. (laughs) He-Man, G.I. Joe, wrestling, it all just flies into his trap. And he's like, I love it all. I have no discernible taste. I'm gonna I want, give you. The- I want you to. I want you to understand. I want you to understand one thing. So I'm raised in an era where mm. all the stuff was created that we consume today. I was there at the ground level, holding the action figures, reading the comic books. I came in at ground level on GI Joe Chris, how old with are you? WWF. I'm how 46. You're the same fucking age as me. Okay, don't yes. don't. <laughs> you're. I'm 45. I, I you're 46. Born. Listen, my mom worked at a Wolco back in the day, and every single time something would launch, all of a sudden, in my hands was Battle Cat and He-Man. I had no idea what the hell a Battle Cat and a He-Man was, but by God, I love these toys. And G.I. Joe and WWF Wrestling, I mean, I was I was a pop culture nerd, and I, I consumed toys and comic books like a madman. And when I get to see all of my favorite properties return to me in some form or fashion, I, I have opinions, Mark Radlich. Some of them not good, but most of them I'm just excited to see it return. Okay, well, so there's Chris Bailey, who likes it all, have a cupcake. And now you're going to hear... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but now you're going to hear from me, Mark Radlich, oh. a man with discernible tastes. Not Robert Winfrey, who hates everything. See, like, there's Chris Bailey, who's way far to one side. He's, like, he's with the Ronnie Adams and, you know, of the world, where they like everything. And then there's too far to the other side. There's the Robert Winfrey's and Pat Mullins, who hate everything of the world. I'm right in the middle. I'm the man you can trust. <laughs> oh, what a crock of shit. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and I have thoughts that you can trust about CM Punk. Let's hear them. Okay. It was nice to see. <laughs> it was nice to see such organic fan reaction to the return of a beloved indie wrestling darling. <clears throat> and I yes. and, and admittedly, and and you know, like my wife and my kids, people might say, "Why do you keep going to them like they're the authorities on it?" They're not. They're actually the anti-authority on everything. They're the casuals, the norms. So exactly. So that. So yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. You're right. So that's that's your barometer. Right. Like if somebody who's a casual reacts positively to something, it's just not living in a bubble like we live in because you know we're isolated with our bias. You know what I mean? Right. With what we grew up on. So we don't have a true barometer. Like you like Shira, and I know that that's a bag of dicks. You know what I mean? Because you didn't live in the Shira bubble like me. This segment's going to go so, an hour yeah. if this keeps up. Okay. Let me. <laughs> we, we blocked 10 minutes to talk CM Punk. We've done one minute of CM Punk and 20 minutes of everything else. Listen. Fair enough. Go. I turned to my wife, who turns into a pumpkin at 9 o'clock at night on a weekday. And I said, <clears> hey, are you going? This was a Friday night, by the way. And I said, hey, are you going to watch Rampage with me? And initially I thought Rampage was, I guess the first week it was 8 o'clock, but now it's, it's 10 o'clock now on Friday nights. Yep. And I said, are you going to watch Rampage with me? And when we thought it was 8, she was like, yeah, I'm into it. And it was like, oh, it's not until 10 o'clock. The fucking accountant's on right now. And she's like, oh, well, then I'm going to bed. And I'm like, hang on. This is the alleged return of CM Punk. And she's like, I'm into it. I'm, I'm going to stay up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make coffee and I'm going to stay up for this. Okay? So this middle-aged woman 
who's not a wrestling fan, but watches wrestling with her husband, was into the return of CM Punk. So, like, I get that it's a moment, and I appreciated it for its moment. And I was into the moment. Him coming out and having an organic man-cry reaction (laughs) on camera, like... Like, I, I'm into all of that. Like, it was nice to see him return. It was nice to see the reaction to it. I'm into it so far. And then he starts talking. And they gave him a good, like, five to ten minutes. And in that five to ten minutes, two things happened. One made me raise an eyebrow, and one made me roll my eyes. The first thing was... Oh, come on. <clears throat> okay. I, 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 do, I, do I get to talk? Or... or I, I, ho- I hope you catch COVID. Go ahead. <laughs> you dirty bastard. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, I have COVID. That's what's funny about that. Um, <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> this is why there's no video today, because I don't want to give people video COVID. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's going to cause a YouTube strike. You can't get COVID through a video. Anyway. <laughs> So the first thing he said that made me raise an eyebrow was he was like, when I left Ring of Honor, I left professional wrestling. Okay. <laughs> like, Correct. I get the, I get the point. He a sports entertainer at that point. I, I, I get the point of that, but it was still like, you made that choice. Don't reframe it yes, like yes. you got drafted yes. into the fucking army and sent to Vietnam. You made the choice, Phil, to join the WWE. And it's not like they didn't have decades of proof that they were what they were. Maybe you didn't know the degree at which you would be treated, you know, and put through that machine. But come on. If, you know, if people like Chris Bailey and I basically know what it's like in the WWE, you had to have known. It's not like it's, yes. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a secret. Okay, number one. Number two. He then says something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, I, I know people wanted me to come back, but I could not come back to the place that made me sick. Oh. oh. And I'm like, okay, I get that too. I get, you know, like, here's the thing, and this is the point that I'm trying to make. But it made him physically sick, though. It literally did. He did not. He, he was not a well man at the end of it. In the time used on TV... He did not say anything in that interview that I didn't already get from him on Colt Cabana's podcast. So this is just all rehash. It was, I'm happy to be back. A one-line retread of everything he told Colt Cabana on that infamous podcast. And then we were done with all of that. So, so far, I'm like, I don't get the point of this other than, yay, he's back. Then the thing that made me roll my eyes. There are so many people he could work with in the AEW locker room. He chose to call out Steve-O from Jackass. Oh, I'm sorry, Darby Allen. Yes. Think about this for a second. That's smart business on his part. So Ugh. who's brand new, a homemade, you know, Kenny a homemade star? fucking Omega. selling merchandise Kenny and Omega. No, no, no. You the, do not shoot your load over the cheerleader first. No, you start with the fat chick at the bottom of the pole first. Okay. <laughs> Kenny so fucking Omega is right do. there. You don't know if either no, one of these guys is going to slip and fall and break fight. their neck. 
in the next month or he so. He has to fight Christian Cage. Christian no, Cage, Mark Radlich. Nobody has to fight Christian Cage. Christian Cage has to go li- <laughs> go walk into the woods to live deliberately for a while. No one gives a shit about Christian. Nobody. They threw the worthless Impact title on him that only had value when Kenny Omega had it. And then they gave it to Christian, oh and it immediately God. became a storyboard title that I could buy my son at, you know, at Walmart. That's the Impact title now that Christian has it. Kenny Omega, he's right there. He's running roughshod all over you wait the for that indie moment. scene. You don't, you don't start at the top of the hill. You build your way to the top of the hill. You, you don't need that match. You need to sell tickets later on down the line with dream matches. So, ke- so, so you start so, out with a very, very good competitor who's going to get a rub. It will. You how know he's many people beat. does Darby yeah, yeah. Allen have to put ha- have to throw over the horse to get over? How many people have to lay down for for the the guy that's the size of my seven year old son who throws himself into ordinary drinking glasses? Observe. <laughs> How many people have to lay down and die so this midget can get over? Why? Why does no, why no, does no, the no, no, no. See, between Darby Allen and Orange he, he, Cassidy? I don't get this company. You have Kenny freaking Omega right there, who's been doing this angle. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me let me get this point, and then I'll shut up. Kenny Omega. By God, has been running roughshod. Has been going to Mexico. Impact that closet that they call Impact. He's been going here, <laughs> there, everywhere. He's going to Japan. He's going to your mom. He's going everywhere, and he's winning titles left and right. And he's been telling people, "I'm the greatest." The only place he hasn't gone to win a title is the WWE because they won't let him. They being everybody. <laughs> Vince McMahon. No, he was, he was in NXT. He was in NXT Tony, and didn't make it. He's not currently there. Like, wrestling Roman Reigns is my point. No. Okay? Okay, Correct. that's the only yes. place. He, that There's the only place left that has a forbidden door. But everywhere else, he's running all over, and he's winning all the titles. And he's fucking great. Okay? He's the smarmiest, worst right. possible heel in the entire history of pro wrestling right now. And here comes in the hero that everyone wants and says, and what he should have said was, Kenny Omega, you have run roughshod, and I am going to stop you because the tyranny (laughs) must end because I am CM Punk and I wrap my hands in toilet paper. And that would have been great, and I would have been fine with that. Instead, half of his promo is all shit we heard when he went on Coke Cabana, and the other half is, I will now get in line with 50 other people to put the midget over that Miro killed three weeks ago. Four weeks ago. However long ago that was. (laughs) Eyes rolling in the back of my head. I immediately lost interest. It's time to to cut this negativity off. So one company spends time to bring back... Excuse me, hang on. Matt Hardy says the truth 
is the truth. And it's the only thing Matt Hardy has said that I agree with. Oh, I right. am the I'm truth. I'm cutting your ass up. I'm cutting your ass up. <laughs> I'm stepping in here and fixing this shit. <laughs> it's going off the rails. One company brings back their star in Becky fucking Lynch and buries Bianca Belair. AEW brings back CM Punk. The first thing he says, I'm like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. He puts over Britt Baker in the first line. Then he puts over Darby Allen, who's up there, a young kid who's waiting to go. He's here to make a difference in wrestling. WWE is full of shit with SummerSlam. Let's hit SummerSlam. I'm sick of it. <laughs> How about that shit? I love CM Punk's return. I'm still crying. Have a cupcake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. So we're Passion. just... Passion. So we're in disagreement about CM Punk. You thought it was fine, and you think his first feud being with Darby Allen is like money and... Where I'm standing is his first promo was meh, and putting over Darby Allen is same old, same old. That's where we are. The greatest, the greatest promo in the history of the of the past twenty years of wrestling. And you're saying it's meh. oh my god! <laughs> so first of all, that is 100%. not percent. He said nothing. That is actual. How, how, wait, how, long, how far back are we going? How the greatest promo? In how long? We're going twenty. We're going twenty. The pipe years. bomb promo like, is within that before, time. Just before Dusty Rhodes laid on hard times, baby. You're a lunatic. Mm, best promo. If you think no, his, <laughs> his milk toast fucking room temperature chai latte of a promo. <laughs> you tell that Chicago fan base that that wasn't the greatest that thing That Chicago seen, fan base would have reacted the same way if he had farted on a snare drum. Okay, I don't give a shit what they reacted to. They were primed and ready for any drizzle that came out of his penis, and they lapped it up like fucking puppies. The (laughs) that was I was was, was rolling on the ground, shirtless, rolling in it. That was not (laughs) better. And this is the last word I'm going to say. I, Mark Rattledge, the truth is the truth. We'll have the last word on this, and then we will go on to SummerSlam. If you think that promo that he gave, that drizzling recant, recount of not even, they didn't even have the details. It was just kind of like, huh, hey, this shit kind of happened from Colt Cabana's podcast is better than the original, authentic, from the heart, but still WWE managed, according to Triple H, pipe bomb promo where he wished death on Vince McMahon. You're out of your fucking mind. Nobody oh, it was has delivered a promo. It was, it was, it was the, the extension of the pipe bomb. My it was, eyes. It was perfect. You're making my COVID worse. That's how bad that opinion is. <laughs> okay, okay. So before we move on to SummerSlam, I just want to let our listeners know that Mark Radlich loves Shira. Let's move on, Constantine. <laughs> I am a friend to the LBGTQ plus community. I'm sorry that you hate I'm sorry you hate them, Chris. I do not hate the LBGT community. I'm I'm plus sorry you minus. hate the LGBTQ community and that Canada bans oh, them from existence. God. And that's why you live there. Oh, he is wrong, wrong. Anyway, SummerSlam. Wham, bam, SummerSlam. Yes, sir. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Is, so what let's is run down the results. Run down the results first. Well, hang on. You're, I'm trying to introduce this. SummerSlam, your summer vacation destination from 
Las Vegas, Nevada in Allegiant Stadium. All right. Now we can talk about it. Uh, on the pre-show, you, know, you just want me to go through all the results? Yeah, just hit the results, and we're going to hit our high points then. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So Big E defeated Baron Corbin, homeless Baron Corbin. <laughs> this fucking gimmick. <laughs> I had to tell my wife about this. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to talk about this. So I, so my wife's like, what happened to his king gimmick? I'm like, he lost it. She's like, so why does he look homeless? I'm like, well, Melissa, you see, because he lost the crown and he made some bad investments, he's currently destitute. She's like, she's, he still works for the company, right? He's still drawing a paycheck. Yeah, but I, I guess he, she's like, this is bullshit. Move on. I'm like, Wow. You can't when well, you can't even fool a casual like my wife into believing your stupid but gimmick. It, you have lost the plot. But see, before he lived as a king, see, and now he's but a normal commoner, a pauper, as it may be. See, that's the difference. Are you defending he like, sh- homeless Baron Corbin? <laughs> I just oh, it's you know you know what he pulls it off terribly. Do you, now this is <laughs> so this so this this actually comes from the 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 DDP school of WCW. Do you remember how DDP was born? So he won an inheritance, okay, in over an egg WCW from, when he was just coming up. Are you sure he wasn't born in an egg from Orc? <laughs> or in a gold balls from the X-Men. Anyway, um, it's one of these things where DDP inherited a lot of money. Okay, he was with Kimberly, and then yeah. he loses it all. So he comes out, he's destitute, he loses it all, and he builds his way back up. And that's what we're doing here. So, you know, Corbin had the king. He was King Corbin, and he had it all taken away from him, just piece by piece. And now he's destitute, trying to find himself. He's down on his luck. He's trying to steal money in the bank, briefcases to get money. And um, it's just, uh, it's hard to watch, Mark. I got to be honest with you. I can't even defend it. But uh, I tell you what. You're trying to be positive for no good reason. Looking, it's garbage. If, look, if looking at Baron Corbin as, as a destitute bum, yeah, he pulls it off in, amazingly. He he looks like a destitute bum. I just want to re, I just want everyone to take a moment and remember Baron Corbin when he was squashing guys in NXT, how cool he looked. That black hole slam he did, you know, the long hair, so? the leather jacket. He looked awesome. I was a big Baron Corbin fan when he was in NXT. I like the look, but I always wanted Vince McMahon to just give him a bag of steroids and just give him, like, a little bit of a build because he looked like he was, like, a dog who had, like, seven liters of puppies. Like, he just had, like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. He just looked not fat, but just, like, completely slovenly, if that makes sense. I don't know. All right, well, Biggie beat him. I did him like and... his look, though. The long hair was good. Biggie beat him and took his, his stupid briefcase back. Moving on. RK, bro... <laughs> RK Bro defeated AJ Styles and Omos, is how they were pronouncing it, for the tag team titles in seven minutes and five seconds. You got anything? I just don't care. Uh, like, I, it kills me to see Matt Riddle in this role just being a, just a complete goofball when there's so much potential there. Just another part of the WWE treadmill putting someone on a, a trajectory to Red Roosterville. Don't like it. Don't like it. And Randy Orton, what's with that, that like male porn star, gay porn look that he's got going on there now? Why does it have to be gay porn? Why like can't he, it be regular? He, he why looks, can't it be regular porn? He, 
No, no, he 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 looks like he's you know a you know a a, a drop down on on Pornhub, like a specialty uh, a specialty little uh, section I'm, for himself. I'm so, just okay. I'm just saying, as somebody who is a, who is a uh, an ally to the LGBTQ plus community, <laughs> unlike Chris Bailey, who hates them. Jesus, oh, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I think any any <laughs> caliber of porn, any genre of porn can have Jesus. that mustache. I'm just saying it's you know it's not just gay. You know, it could be straight, it could be bi, it could be pan. Anybody can have that mustache in porn, but it has to be porn. That is a porn like. mustache. <laughs> is he a coffee goblin too? I'm just asking. Shut up. Anyway. Shut up. <laughs> Moving on. Oh dear. What was next? Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I have to talk about this now. Because <laughs> I do too. Because if Harry Broadhurst were here, he who um, doesn't like, who accuses me, accuses me, the truth is the truth, Rattledge, of body <laughs> shaming. <laughs> of body shaming. Yes. Okay. That when women come on, it's all about their physique. And I'm like, no, I've made fun of male physiques all the time. Um, but. Yes. <clears throat> Dewdrop, the former. Who the fuck was this woman? Uh, Kimberly Piper Benson. Niven. Piper Niven. Okay, so she was Piper Niven in Piper NXT Niven. UK. And the few times that we've reviewed an NXT UK show that she was on, I, always, I never really commented about her physique. She was a big gal, and she dressed like a big gal, and she wrestled like a big gal, and I thought she was fine. Like, I was very positive on her. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were. Okay. Absolutely. We all were. Okay. So the, here's my wife. Out comes the former Piper Niven, now known as fucking Dewdrop, and... Which I don't understand. Am I missing something? Am I missing, like, an inside joke? I, what does I, Dewdrop mean outside of being dead? I, I think that's I, where they're going. I have no fucking clue. I honestly have no no insight on this. But, but mean I, something. You don't just name somebody Dewdrop. There's 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 something behind it that I'm missing. So if anyone know, let me know. She's shaped like a drop of water. I I, I think it's don't. I think they're trying to get get over that you know it's double D's. Get it? <laughs> she mm. has large breasts. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So my wife, who a larger <laughs> woman in her own right, looks at her. And and is immediately turned off. She's like, I don't understand why she's out there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, my wife is totally, like, body shaming this poor woman. She's like, I don't understand why this fat girl's out there. Like, and I'm like, wait, what? And her whole thing, I had to, like, like, like I stopped watching the match. That's why I'm not talking about the match anymore. One, I don't give a shit about Eva Marie. She still sucks. And Alexa Bliss Ooh. is Papa Shango. But I'm more interested in my wife's opinion. <laughs> on Piper Niven's ability to be on television. And my wife is like, all I'm saying is you generally don't see women of that size and shape on WWE mainstream television. That was her whole thing. Like, it took a little while to get there. But, like, because, again, because if you think I'm beating up Chris Bailey and his hatred of the LGBTQ community, you should see my... (laughs) (laughs) You should hear my... How I beat up on my wife and her hatred of other fat women. I did the same thing to her, just not on on podcast. I would have had we been recording the live. It's not like the lack of podcast made me do it. No, no, no. I I do this to everybody constantly, recording or not. Anyway, um, (laughs) so my wife is like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like... 
you generally don't see women that size. And I'm like, awesome Kong. Bertha Faye. And literally that's all I could remember. But <laughs> like Okay, 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 but but let me tell you something. Like Piper Niven's a good looking girl. Even yeah. even as Dewdrop, and I know they have her looking stupid, and they're going out of their way to, you know, emphasize her her body shape. You know what I mean? Intentionally so, compared to uh, Eva Marie. You know what I mean? Oh, Who's fucking what's her name? Nia Jax. Nia Jax is a big girl too. I, say, I mean, I think she pro- she might be taller than Piper Niven, but like, it's not like I think Piper Niven's a beautiful girl. Here's the Nia thing. Jax scares me in my dreams. My, my wife's point that WWE doesn't highlight big women, I was like, I think that's a little misplaced. I, I think that you get one out of a group of girls. And granted, like, lending to my wife's opinion that they don't highlight bigger women is there's usually one out of a group of ten. Every, like, generation right. of, of women. And I think that's true. You don't see more than one. But, like, she was literally... Like, she was literally taken aback by Piper Niven's presence in this match. And I was like, I don't understand what you think is so weird or, or different about this. And she was like, they generally don't have big women on TV. And I'm like, but they do. And then all I can, and then literally I just remembered now Nia Jax, but outside of Nia Jax, the only two I could remember was awesome Kong, who was on WWE TV for like two weeks and Bertha Faye, who was on the 1995 SummerSlam? So maybe my oh wife my has... god, bro! I can't believe you brought up brought up Bertha Faye, star of the <laughs> 1995 example, star of the 1995 SummerSlam against Alundra Blaze, the former Medusa. I love Alundra Blaze. Can I you love think that. You... And, and she was Ronda Singh. She was a super heel, and they dressed her up, and they gave her Harvey Whippleman, and they made her like this. Oh, it was just pathetic. I don't know. That was terrible what they did with Bertha Faye. So we can't move on until you, give, until you come down on a side on this. Um, you know, is my wife pointing okay. out something that I just went over my head that, like, they really don't highlight women like this? You know, or this so don't. much... They don't. This is... On the main roster, they really don't. So, they, you know, this is, this is fairly new. Like, they're not playing her off as, like, an intentionally... You know, when someone's of size, they either got to play the monster... As in Nia Jax, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's so unusual, you know what I mean? She comes out, she's <laughs> just this big, vicious killer heel. You know, you know what I mean? Or you got Bertha Faye, who's this just atrocious, not even, you know, one, not even close to being pretty. Like, she's supposed to be, like, hideous, but mm-hmm. she thinks she's beautiful. That's the gimmick. So they were always saying that, you know, fat is not beautiful, basically, is what they were saying back in the day. And are they now, saying... Piper with, Niven. And are they saying with Dewdrop slash Piper Niven that fat is beautiful? Because, like, I'm not this really the watching... This They're saying it's okay to be in your own body, to love your skin that you're in. Okay. This is the, the morality lesson we're getting here from the WWE. Right? So All you right. can go around, Mark. Let's listen. Get yourself a blue swimsuit and walk around Florida. <laughs> and just so, see okay. the, the reaction that well, you get. No, and no I... I, I people, like, I'm beautiful. I think you're... I, I, it's, not, it's not an element that I picked up on because I don't watch Raw, so I don't really know anything about this. I just know Piper Niven from... NXT UK so I think it's interesting that my wife picked up on this in one match on a pay-per-view that my wife was like oh this is so radically different from how WWE presents fat women that, that, that it struck my <laughs> struck a chord with my wife and it went completely but past me real, all right all right I'll take that the real, the real story of this this entire gimmick here is that you've got Alexa Bliss 
who now has a gimmick where the main thrust of the gimmick, the Fiend, is not in storyline continuity anymore. He's completely removed. He doesn't even work for the company anymore. So now she has a gimmick that's already been stripped down. So now she's yeah. listening to a doll. So now she, say, she, she carries around a possessed doll. Last month she had telekine- telekinesis, didn't she? She was able to, or mind control she, or something? She she didn't utilize that now because she's listening to a doll. Okay. And the doll told her to beat up Eva Marie. And it is, she's turning he a face with it too. And it's, uh, it's just on a roller coaster downwards. I mean, I, I guess I guess this gimmick is is meant to fizzle out and die now at this point. But uh, man, I really don't like where this ended off here. I mean, the whole fiend thing. I think they had an entire differently vision for what was going on because they took you know basically the fiend gimmick and gave it to Alexa Bliss and canned Bray Wyatt. So now we're stuck with with Alexa Bliss and no way out of this angle. And boy. This is not a good start to keep it going. I'll tell you what. We have now spent Less more time talking my... about this match, and this match actually took place, by the way. Because I, I needed All to right. examine Move. WWE's position on large women. Um, speaking of large women, they, they, Damian they're, Priest. They're, they're ugly and monsters. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Damian Priest. <laughs> defeated Sheamus. So, versus Sheamus. In about 14 minutes. That's For the U.S. title. And we have a brand new... Yeah, brand new U.S. champion. Damian Priest looking like a stud. He got brand new. You knew he was winning the belt because, you know, everybody who gets a uh, costume upgrade, you know, a significant costume upgrade, they're winning belts. Let's be, yep. let's be clear here. And we'll see, we'll see that when Thanos comes out there a little bit later on in the women's <laughs> triple threat. So. so my only thought about this is Damian Priest damn near killed himself and, like, landed awkwardly on his hip. <laughs> to wow, did he spot. Ever, Wow. Just awful. But yeah, you know what? I'm glad to see the belt finally off of Sheamus. And you know what? God bless Damian Priest because they put him through the ringer. They positioned him with rappers. They had him out, you know, spraying people down with super soakers against the Miz. Like, just so much garbage that they put this guy through since he's come to the main roster. And well deserved. I'm I'm finally glad to see Punishment Martinez get his championship. Good for you. I'm, I was happy, happy man to see this. And getting Sheamus off my screen is an extra plus. The Usos defeated Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Is this, like, moving towards Dominic finally turning on his dad? Because I feel like the, there was an opportunity to do that a month or so ago, and they went past it, and they haven't done it yet, and, and, and they didn't do it in this match. So are they ever going to do it, or is this ever going to go anywhere? Or, like, I don't... I have completely and utterly lost the plot with the Mysterios. And were they wearing, like, a Wu-Tang mock-up t-shirt? Man, it certainly looked like it, 100%. Oh. I'm not even like it, familiar with much Wu-Tang stuff, but that's exactly what they were doing. Listen, the Wu-Tang Clan ain't exactly. nothing to fuck with. And stop, and, and, and you're not, Dominic Mysterio with your baby face, you should not be wearing Wu-Tang Clan anything. Not even the Wu Ric Flair t-shirt, Man. motherfucker. If anyone needed a mask, it's Dominic Mysterio. Ugh. Give that guy a mask. Do you remember like, I know, the first I know, time, man. like, like I think it was like Hooventude. Do you remember the first time Hooventude took his mask off? And you're like, oh my god, what a gorgeous child man you are. He was a gorgeous child man. He was. And he sort of still looks like it when you saw him on uh, <laughs> on AEW. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a very off-putting face. Like that baby face is just really, really unusual. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't a fan. Anyway, the Usos, you know, uh, retain the straps here and nothing to see here. And they continue the plot of when will Dominic turn on Ray? Because it's coming. It's coming. Marty Jannetty uh, is rolling <laughs> shop window in position. 
<laughs> all right, moving on to the next bit here. <laughs> There's like no wrestling to talk about. It's all stories and behind the scenes machinations. People like, yep. what did you think yes. of the match? Fuck the match. This is like, here, I'll tell you, I, I can sum up the entire SummerSlam card. More cookie cutter uh, widgets, wrestling. It, none of it really stood out. Occasionally something stood out to me like Damien Priest destroying his hip. But other than that, the the only stuff to talk about with SummerSlam <clears throat> is like the angles and some of the behind the, the behind the scenes stuff because all the wrestling is the fucking same. That's the WWE in a nutshell in 2021. Okay. Moving on. So, allegedly, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Sasha Banks is with child. Did you know that? I thought she had the COVID. See, I've heard. Well, I've heard. I did has, not hear that story. I've heard the story that is that she's with child. That's why she missed SummerSlam. Wow. What did you hear? Well, she had she had the plague, the COVID. Well, yeah. that's 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 pretty. Uh, that's uh, that's a much better situation for her. Good for her. Congrats, Sasha. You now yeah. have yet another excuse not to show up to a show. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, where did you hear she had COVID? Oh, just in, just in general banter with some of my friends, they just said, "Oh, I think she has the COVID." Okay, and I'm like, so, "Oh, okay. Well, so that's, nothing... that that must be scripture." No, nothing <laughs> verified at all. None. Okay. Yeah. Um. My source is somebody who knows somebody on the inside at WWE, who generally, when he blurts oh. the stuff out in our chat, um, is more or less on the money. So that's where I'm getting my my inside information from. Now but... we have insiders. So you hear that? Insiders into WWE. That's that's how that's the next level shit you get with our podcast. Um, but no, I don't think anything has been confirmed either way, right? She just she missed SummerSlam, unknown reasons, that's all, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, okay. boy, did we have a uh, bit of a debacle here. So they were advertising this match right from the pre-show. Now, I had found out on Twitter about 2 o'clock that day that she was completely off the card, that she would not be there. It was, it was locked in. You know what I mean? Confirmed that Sasha Banks wouldn't be there. So when I saw the pre-show and they were showing the highlights, you know, of the, you know, still building the match, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she is going to show up. Maybe they were wrong on the Internet, heaven forbid. And, you know, two minutes before the show, they did the hype video again. Out comes Bianca Belair. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's some truth to this because the champion is coming out first. And then the guy who's doing the announcing just subtly says, oh, by the way, Sasha Banks couldn't be here. Place just starts booing. You know, they were about to throw garbage at it. Bianca, you know, had that that look that someone just, you know, took a crap in the corner, something like that. Just, ugh. Out comes Carmella. The place is, you could, you could feel the tension in the audience, like, oh, we're getting shafted here. This is trash. Pure trash. They started a promo with each other, and nobody wanted to see this match. Let's be very clear. Nobody wanted to see Carmella versus Bianca, even though Bianca is over. You know what I mean? Popular fan favorite, the underdog champion. Then Becky Lynch's music comes back, and the man, the man returns to the ring. The place is a good little pop. She gets a great, great reaction. Fans, you know, thunderous approval, 50,000-plus on their feet. You know, really, really good. Was it CM Punk level? No, it wasn't, but it was a good damn pop for 50,000 people. Double of what Punk had, but, you know, good, 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 strong energy. Becky Lynch comes out. She looks at Carmella. She takes her to the bank on the outside, absolutely destroys her, throws her in the ringside steps, 
clears the ring. She rolls back in. They make the match. The man versus Bianca. I mean, this is a SummerSlam-worthy match. Absolutely. You're like, holy crap. This is a holy crap moment. Becky Lynch takes her, gives her the rock bottom. One, two, three. It's all over. Bianca, who they spent the entire year building, jobs out in 15 seconds. 30 seconds. And I'm horrified. Was it thirty seconds? Yeah, the whole the the according to Wikipedia, was, the, the the length of the match was twenty seven seconds. I so, was mortified. Okay, I'm gonna. Defend I, I was this. like, what did you just? No, there's no defending this. Go ahead. Okay, I in in accordance with in the United States, I, I don't know about the dictatorship of Canada, where they don't allow homosexuals, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What the hell? But in the land of the free, where you're allowed to chase your dreams and, and, and you know, oh pursue God. happiness in the United States, uh, we have... Oh, is this called... the same place that has an, an ongoing <laughs> pandemic, but nobody can wear a mask? <laughs> oh, but wait a second. Go ahead. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Douchebag. <laughs> you rang. Um... <laughs> Here in the United States, we have a court process that has a prosecution and a defense. And so this will get a defense, and I will defend it because that is what I do. <laughs> Becky Lynch, and I have said this time and time again on this podcast, so unlike CM Punk, I will not go over all the things I've already said that are documented and can be heard at any given time. I will just say that <laughs> Becky Lynch's The Man character really only works as a heel. Becky Lynch was probably at her best when she was an obnoxious bag of shit. The yes, only I, I reason, agree. The only reason why she got cheered was because she, at the time she was feuding with Charlotte. Everyone hates Charlotte. More on that in a moment. So having her come back, giving Bianca Belair the ultimate warrior business, and walking out with her title takes... I mean, people were prepared to cheer her, you know, but let, let's face it. Her run as a face at the end of the Ronda Rousey year was abysmal. Everyone hated it. Everyone hated her. She was boring. And her character was obnoxious. And people wanted to boo her, but they were pushing her as a face. And so, like, I, I get the argument that was made about, like, hey, here's this woman who people are dying to see come back. They're ready to cheer her. And you bring her back as a, you know, and, and she's a mom. I don't... Here's the thing. I think that despite all of that and I understand like the the welcome home babyface run but it's going to be boring it's going to suck and everyone's eventually going to turn on her anyway why not bring her back have her kill as she did your current babyface champion who was a going nowhere and b boring and now you have what made Bianca Belair popular was her chasing the title as it always is in wrestling What's going to make Bianca Belair relatable and popular again is her chasing Becky. And Becky needling her and poking her the entire way, being an obnoxious, shitty heel. So I think there's money in Bianca Belair chasing a shitty Becky Lynch. I think what they did was, like, it was startling because, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe after all that, like, you just took the air out of Bianca Belair. But hang on. There's a story to be told here, and I think if we just wait for the story to pan out, there might actually be money at the end of this story. So I'm okay with all of this. This is okay for me. 
my defense. Okay, first. here's what I would do. You ready? You ready for Chris's fan booking well, segment of the well, entire hang show? Hang on, hang on. You, you, do you have a rebuttal, or were you just waiting for your chance to speak? I think that it was a complete, complete ball shot. This was this was terrible. You don't you, think? You don't, hang take, on. You don't think my defense holds crushed. any water? You don't think my defense holds any water? No. I, okay. I think that the defense is defenseless here. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> Because you spend you spend you spend so much time building up Bianca Belair to throw her in the waste bin in the side of the trash for a returning Becky Lynch. Yeah. Wait, who 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 got over here? At the end of it, they were booing Becky on the way out. By the way, they're supposed they to. Becky. She's a fucking heel. Oh, like, she's a face here. She is a face here. She's a she's supposed heel. To get a cold reaction. Oh my god. Oh uh. my god. If she is a heel on SmackDown, this will be okay. If she is a heel, I will be okay with this. Okay. I'm but she is a baby face. I guarantee you, when she comes out on Friday, I'll, I'll even... Look, here, here's the deal. I will make you this deal, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. I will watch SmackDown on Friday, which I generally don't do. But I will actually watch SmackDown on Friday just to prove this point. And I will come back on here and say I was wrong if I'm, if I'm wrong about this. <clears throat> she's going to come out on Friday okay. and act like an obnoxious asshole. Like, she's going to... It's going to be like, ah, my adoring public. That's going to be her character. Like, oh, I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. She's going to act like a face, but she's really a heel. And she's going to get booed like a heel. You get it? She's going to act like everything she did was right and perfect and, and lovely and heroic. But it's going to be in that shitty heel way, and she's going to get booed accordingly. Here's what I would have done. You ready for this? If, if you're going to make this transition and give the belt to a returning Sasha, here's what you do. Not a Sasha. A returning Becky, I should say. So, I know Sasha's with child, but bear with me. So, Sasha shows up, okay? Bianca doesn't show Alleg- up. We see in the back that she Allegedly with child. Yes. Yes, allegedly with child. So if she's with child, this is the way I would have done it. Sasha would have came out. Bianca doesn't come out. We we know that Bianca will not be there. We see that she's you know either attacked or missing or something happened to her, which maybe we can even find out a little bit later. They're going to hold the title up if she doesn't come up. The countdown goes on. You know they're they're counting down to ten. If she doesn't show up, Sasha's going to become the champion. Somebody comes out and says no 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 at the at the ten count. You have to wrestle here tonight. To, to go to this championship. Bang, out comes Becky Lynch. Becky does a squash on her immediately. One move, all one, two, three. She walks away as champion. Everybody's fucking happy. Bianca Belair is saved. No harm, no foul. And then Sasha Banks can go on and have her child. There you go. That's the way you do it. All right. Or you even have Carmel filler as a placeholder to do that. That would even be better. The, sing- the, single, greatest, the single greatest world champion that we didn't deserve and still don't because we're a bunch of fools. Jinder Mahal. (laughs) (laughs) I I really didn't have a problem with Jinder Mahal. (laughs) Jinder Mahal was defeated by Drew McIntyre in less than five minutes. Okay. This match was abysmal. Abysmal. (laughs) And not like Joey on Friends abysmal where he thinks it's great. Like truly abysmal. Like, really, 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 really pointless. Drew McIntyre went from the main event at WrestleMania, winning, beating Brock Lesnar, to fighting Jinder Mahal in a mid-card match on SummerSlam. You talk about a fella, a guy whose star has fallen. 
Yeah. Out of the universe. Because Drew McIntyre Because Drew McIntyre He does! Yes! He does! We will agree on one thing. Damn it! Nothing to talk about here. Just, just abysmal. Yep. Abysmal. I, this, my overall criticism of this entire pay-per-view, other than it was, like, as generic as generic goes, was also it was way too long. Granted, this was only a five-minute segment, but you could have absolutely cut this. This did not need to be on fucking SummerSlam. Definitely not. All right. Thanos defeated Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley by submission in 13 minutes and five seconds. This was fine. This was a good, hard-hitting match. Um, Do you get it? Do you get what was going on here? So what's Nikki Nikki, uh, Cross's current gimmick? Tell me what it is. She's Aldo Montoya. No, well, she looks like she's wearing a migraine mask, but outside of that. Um, no, she's Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, where she's going to defend the hopes and dreams of all her child, you know, children who, who love her. You know what I mean? She's a symbol of hope, a superhero uh-huh. in uh-huh. waiting. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Now, who's the most dominant bad guy in the Marvel Universe against the superheroes. By God, it's Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet. And who better to play Thanos than Queen C herself, old Charlotte. And she came out in literally a Thanos robe, sporting a wrist gauntlet with the Infinity Gems and the Infinity Gems completely nestled between her appropriate bosom there on her design. So she actually wore Thanos clothing to the ring and and she won. This was top three. What do you think of that shit? This was top three matches of of the matches of the night, by the way. This Edge and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns John Cena, as far as like wrestled matches that mm. could uh, could even uh, you know <clears throat> inch out, edge out, you know, being well wrestled matches that, you know, stood out from the rest, this is in the top three. I um, think sure. I, I think sure. Flair and Nikki managed to manage to piece together a good match. I think seeing stumbling and mumbling Rhea Ripley over there was not. Uh, she's green as the grass, man. I'm telling you, Rhea Ripley uh, really, 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 really needs to go get some seasoning. Something is a, is a step more than a step off with that girl. So I put in the chat that I really want to see a reinvention of the two man power trip, but it's Charlotte and Becky. And I was it you who made like the yeah. grouchy face? Why? I think that'd be great if it's just the two of them just bullied the entire roster, beat everybody, <laughs> or just just went. Do you remember well, the I, Austin I, I, Triple H two man power I, trip? How awful it was! Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and you know what? I think I think you're onto something there. But you really need to go all in if you're if you're going to do the two woman power trip. You really, really got to crush bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really, really got to really because people hate Charlotte Flair all the way around. If Becky Lynch comes out as a heel on Friday, that's the direction you go. You got these two arrogant people, and that's the way you build up someone to, you know, basically replace them or make that next babyface mm-hmm. is to to crush these two people who have sucked the very life and fabric out of the WWE. You know what I mean? So I, there you I, go. I absolutely think that between now and WrestleMania next year, you need to like Bianca Belair's chase for the title needs to end <clears throat> she needs to get beat by Becky in a real match okay like she yeah, needs yeah, to get beat right, by yeah, Becky and then like just break her down build her back up again so that in the run up to Wrestlemania it's Bianca Belair versus Charlotte and Becky and have her beat both of them at Wrestlemania I think that's the way to do it but between now and then just have Becky and Charlotte be insufferable bitches and wreck oh, everybody the only reason that I, that I put the grouchy face there was because anything to do with Charlotte Flair instantly gets that reaction from me. I'm like, oh, please stop. I need Just give a, me somebody new. A but solid, I agree with you. 
a solid year of them just stacking bodies. No, no, just send up, send up all, send up Shotzi, send up, send up Dakota Kai, and just have everybody, yeah. every woman they have signed that is TV ready, just crush them. <laughs> just wreck because there's nobody exactly. else on the raw, other than like Bianca Belair. There's nobody else on that roster that's worth putting the title on. That you know that that's over with the crowd as much as Bianca is. So fuck it, just Agreed. crush, yep. crush the entire stupid roster. Just put. Dakota, put um, what's her face there? Not Dakota Kai, the other one from Team Kick, N- Tegan Knox. Put her back in the hospital because you know she's fucking injury prone. She'll end, so, she'll end up there anyway. Just give her five minutes. Throw Shotzi, bl- so, throw Shotzi down a flight of stairs, and she's going to trip and fall anyway. Just cr- fucking crush from all- that Indian girl who's been on NXT for like twenty years. Destroy her on television. Just have fucking who's who's that. Uh, well, I can't remember her name, but she's been there forever. Um, she she had she got a bunch of TV time being like the new trainee when they had ran that one NXT show a little ways back. Um, she was with the Robert Stone brand for a little bit. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about for sure. Yeah, have have Becky and Charlotte just pull her arms and legs off, <laughs> just rip her rip her in half. I um, agree. All right, moving on. Uh, Edge and Seth Rollins. I had a match for 20 minutes, 21 minutes, 15 seconds. Edge defeated Seth Rollins. Edge came back to the for cool uh, brood music. Yeah, it was like the that was the highlight of my weekend was Edge coming out to the brood. I like 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 this so, you know, there's so little so many things that people like go crazy about. I'm like, "Meh. I I had a legit wrestling mark out moment when he came out to the brood music and entrance. That was fucking uh, me great." Too. Loved it. Me too, but you know what? They should have went all in with it. Shave off the beard, give him the slick black trench coat. But instead, he was waiting. He was, like, wearing his rated R superstar pants, and he wore wearing his new current-day cloak. And all the only thing that he had that was brood-esque was his, uh, his sunglasses. So, I mean, go all in, man. Shave him up. Make him look like the brood. But they did a hybrid, so, you know, they couldn't go without doing his theme music, which everybody loves. You know, if, if Edge comes out, you got to hear, on this day, his old altered bridge, you know, sing-along song. So, I mean, you know, good match, though. And, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to Seth Rollins matches, I, I really, really never have much good to say about any of them. But this was this was serviceable, and Edge winning via submission was even better. Cool. Yep. Just needed to be about five six minutes shorter. This, there's no reason for this to be twenty minutes. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. It, it, went, it went on way too long. Agreed. Um, I want to say this is about where my family and I gave up on this pay per view. This went so long because mm. I remember watching Bobby Lashley and Goldberg yeah. in my bedroom. So I want to say like, at, like this went so long, and the whole pay per view went so long that my fa- that like my family who were staying up to watch John Cena were all like, "Fuck it, we're going to bed." <laughs> so that tells you, like, WWE, you're losing people. Like, this idea that you can have people's attention. Look, I understand, like, boxing matches tend to go very, you know, like, between the undercard and the main card tend to go several hours. But nobody watches the whole thing. Like, only the hardcore boxing fans will have it on the whole time. You're most, like, the casual people, the people that you want, like, to come in and spend money, they're not watching the whole time. Please stop doing I- this. Three hours. Can I That's get it. a little hint on why they do this? And I bet, you, I bet you it's going to be... Think about it. So who are they with right now? NBC Universal. They're with Peacock, right? Yeah. Yeah, NBC Universal. On their streaming service, Peacock, okay? So if you're using a Netflix model, you get paid not only... Like, you get paid up front for your content and all that type of stuff. But, you know, your, your hours... 
your hours streamed as well comes into play when it comes to the percentages and payouts and all those type of things. So when you add an extra hour to a guaranteed show such as SummerSlam and WrestleMania, if you add an extra two hours, that's an extra two hours of all the people and content streamed. So you're actually building, you know, your uh, your your uh, currency base. So every single time you add that extra hour, you're adding extra stream hours to you know your overall net worth. So. That's the whole idea. These things are never going to get shorter with with the, with that concept. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to keep falling asleep then, and I'm going to keep shitting on your pay-per-views. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I agree. I agree. It's not a proper model, but it's making them cash. Is what I'm saying. No, no, and I I am a hundred and ten percent with you, and I am a hundred and ten percent with the idea. It's not going to change. It's only going to get worse, and I am a hundred and ten percent going to keep shitting on it. Um, well, but... if if the Saudis keep pulling their uh, their crown jewel, they will never have to worry about ratings ever again. Because I, every single show right now is bought and paid for, and they can do whatever the hell they want. So I'll skip ahead and tell you that I got a message from in our wrestling chat from somebody who was like, oh, the, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view is going to end up being Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And I said, oh, good, as it should be. Your best possible match with your two biggest stars on your most important show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what? To be fair, it's definitely going to be their highest paid. Yep, They will that, receive the most is, money out of as sarcastic as I'm being, that is the point. That none of yep. this shit matters. We don't matter. The U.S. audience doesn't matter. What matters is me, he's getting that Saudi money. So fuck them. And he is. <laughs> no, it is literally blood money. And this is this is one of the reasons why they're getting away with these flat shows yep. and firing all this talent. It doesn't matter. Ratings don't matter. AEW doesn't matter. They can bring out CM Punk's brother. Daniel Bryan. They they can put Adam Cole on there. He's coming over. Why not bring half the other fucking roster? It doesn't matter. Everything is prepaid. It's like Global Force Wrestling and Jeff Jarrett. His shows used to be paid for. Same thing. Yep. He didn't have to worry about it. if one person sat in the audience. It did not matter. He got his money. And that's what's happening. All right. In less than eight minutes, Bobby Lashley defeated Goldberg by referee stoppage. I love this match. It's my favorite. This, think, this was not the, the worst. Actually the best. Stop this one. <laughs> I th- I will say, just just for the sake of time, this might not have been the best work match of the night. Certainly, the internet consensus nope, was this match sucked. I loved yep. it. I loved every. I loved the way it's. I love the way it ended. I love the finish. Um, I, I like. The finish. I I am so into Bobby Lashley. It's <laughs> just being an angry fucking muscly champion, just fucking people up. Oh, it's so good. And then I I love the finish of this. So the finish is just basically like he takes out Goldberg's leg so he can't do the spear and Goldberg can't stand up and the ref's like, all right, you can't go anymore. You got to stop. And Goldberg's like, you know, like the Black Knight. He's like, I can still function, you know, and it's like, fuck <laughs> off. You, no, you can't. Yep. You know, you can't even stand, asshole. And so Bobby Lashley's like, well, fuck it then. I'm an angry black man and you got to die, bald white guy. So he starts beating on him. <laughs> and Goldberg's son, who they introduced in a previous Raw, I did see this much, jumped into the ring and Bobby Lashley beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> it was great. Yes, and what was, what was hilarious was that MVP noticed that it was Goldberg's son. So Lashley, I guess, assumed that it was a run-in fan. Right. And that's the way the they're selling it. Put him in the hurt lock to beat him, you know, banged him around, really did the kid in. And MVP is like frightened to death. He's like, oh my God, you just killed Goldberg's son. Yeah, he's Goldberg like, well, you, you says, hurt a child. <laughs> you hurt the man's child. Let's, let's say it the way that he meant it. <laughs> he's like, us. Bobby, Bobby, he, he, that's not a fan. That's the man's child you just murdered. And yeah. Bobby Lashley's like, fuck him. <laughs> 
if well, it my bleeds, question is, we can kill where it. Where do we go from here? Oh, so there. do we go with a like a like a disqualification next? Because are we taking the belt off of Lashley to give to Goldberg? In my opinion, you don't. But you can't just have Bobby Lashley just pin Goldberg after that particular scenario. You know, the the good guy has to get his heat back. You know what I mean? So is he going to just destroy Lashley, leave him in a heap, and get vengeance for his son, but get disqualified? Is that where we're headed? Because, yeah. you know, there's no logical conclusion. It's either Goldberg wins the belt or he gets disqualified and, you know, really pounds the crap out of Lashley. There's, that's the only two options you got. Yeah, they have to have a return match. I assume we have Extreme Rules coming up next, so I would imagine that's going to headline and it's going to be some sort of stupid gimmick between the two of them. And maybe Goldberg yeah. wins, but doesn't win the title. You know, something along those Son lines. Son on a pole match. If, I hope. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I know this is not a popular opinion, but I don't give a shit about popularity, clearly. Um, so I love this match. I thought it was great. And I love the way it ended. And I want, I, I want, to, see Bob, I want to see Bobby Lashley hurt more children. Um, so <laughs> so for, for, for crowd reaction for the live crowd, they turned about halfway through this match. They turned on Goldberg when they went just as he was beginning to dominate Bobby Lashley. So you know mm-hmm. what? There's Lashley fans out there. I don't think it's just me and you who are thinking, yeah, this is cool. Finally, we got – and number one, we got a champion of color who we actually is getting a proper push, who's dominant, who's not using the old black stereotype in a nation of domination. He's just a killer, yeah. well-dressed man just murdering people. And you, But he's a great guy, you know what I mean? He's yep. well-spoken. He's well groomed. Like this, this is exactly what we wanted in a black champion all the way around. And I really, really, really love this Lashley character. It's really cool. Good to see. Too black, too strong, Bobby Lashley. No, I love it. Yep, love it. I'm all in. All right, this next one, I fell asleep. I I couldn't do it. This is 23 minutes of my life that I passed out during. I mean, sure, some of it's the COVID, granted, but some of it is this, <laughs> this fucking. For real people, I actually got COVID a week ago. Um, people are just like, why is he keep making fun? Like, no, I really did get COVID. Um, hey, I go back to work tomorrow, though. Woo. Um, oh, my God. Stop. You don't. What, go back to work? Are you serious? Yeah, I go back to work tomorrow. Oh, my God. I was told 10 You know days. in Canada that you're a minimum of 14 days before you can even look outside your window. <laughs> well, in America, the land of the free. Um, yeah, we're in five days. I have five. Nothing to worry about here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 10 days from when I had symptoms and I had symptoms okay 10 days yeah, yeah. the previous Friday so 10 days God. ends today as we as we record this podcast so tomorrow I get to go back to work oh my, God. Oh, my lord have, have, just forgive the United States everybody <laughs> anyway move forward <laughs> forgive us for our freedoms yeah uh, Jesus Christ. Do you guys run out of water in Orlando? Forgive us for... Like, isn't for, there like a water shortage too on top of it? Forgive Can us for... anything right down there? For, <laughs> forgive us for our pursuit of happiness unlike anywhere else in the world. Anyway... Mickey Mouse, what else? Nothing. There you go. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Disney World and with nothing else happening. <laughs> we have freedom and we have fries. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> fair, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Roman Reigns defeated John Cena in 23 minutes. What I was awake for was fine. They put on a good match. Um, yeah. I, I've watched some of this back since then. And, you know, again, there was table spots. And, I mean, Roman Reigns and... John Cena are both good, and they work, work well work well together. Absolutely. Uh, Roman Reigns got another notch in his belt by defeating a known 106-time world champion. So, no nothing, you know, 
Let, look, let's talk about what everyone really wants to talk about. Let's talk about the fucking man. See, COVID's oh. over now. Okay, it's done. I was the last one to get it. Okay? <laughs> because the fucking man is back. Yeah! Oh, my God. You know, Brock... He did great, too. They gave him a new look. This guy came in like the match was over. Like, Cena was... Beating. Brock, the New World Samurai fucking Lesnar. Yes, he's a New World Samurai and a redneck nonetheless. Those are clutch lyrics, Chris Bailey. Ooh. Fucking Brock motherfucking Lesnar, baby. Yes. The, the, single... last, the last bullet in the chamber the WWE's got to do. <laughs> the single greatest wrestler in the history of grappling. Brock the man, Lesnar. You're true you know what, it's hard, champion. It's, honestly, it's hard, it's hard to disagree with that, to be quite honest with you, because I'm telling you right now, that crowd popped when they heard that music. Cena was just beaten. Roman Reigns was celebrating all this type of stuff. Out comes Brock Lesnar. Can Paul I tell Heyman you? Almost shits his pants. Can I tell you? Awesome. Consistently, I fall asleep during WWE main events, and consistently, Brock Lesnar's music wakes me up again. Like that's <laughs> not the first time that's happened. Like oh, I have man. been dead fucking asleep, but I hear and I'm like, huh? my wife asked me, "Were you erect?" And I said, "I was." I put a hole through the fucking television. It was great. And talk about Brock's new look, man. He looks like he's absolutely jacked. He looked like incredible shape. He's got a brand new longer hair. He's got the man knot on the top of his head. He yep. looked like a Viking warrior just coming out of just coming to murder. Okay. So can Roman we talk and- can we talk about how awesome I am for for one moment? Because I said <laughs> <laughs> You're not awesome. Not I am amazing. You are an asshole. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I said at the end of Money in the Bank when John Cena came out and confronted Roman Reigns and they kissed and made out in the ring that like this was dumb that's a dumb way to do it and Chris Bailey yeah. stopped eating his cupcake for a moment and cried at me and was like but you don't understand the subtle subtext of looking in another man's eye with thoughts and his heart don't you understand the love that was in the air between Roman Reigns and John Cena and I'm like I don't want to get see any of that shit Chris Bailey I want to see fucking men men being manly and Brock Lesnar came out and Roman and first of all he fucked up John Cena just just destroyed him off camera okay well something like uh uh execute multiple German suplexes and an F5 on Cena and sent his candy ass back to fucking Hollywood but what we saw on camera was Roman Reigns don't want none of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar got in the ring and Roman Reigns was like, nope, and left. See, that's yep, how you do big it. Time. There was no hey, long... Yeah, it, was, it was. There was no looking longingly in each other's eyes and making out in the ring like John Cena and Roman Reigns did. Okay? There was, <laughs> there was no Zack and Miri make a porno lovely sex scene like there was between John <laughs> Cena and Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. There was... <laughs> Brock Lesnar got in the ring and his manliness just his erect throbbing manliness knocked Roman Reigns out of the ring and Roman Reigns ran away <laughs> with a yellow streak down his back and a puddle of piss following him backstage the throbbing member known as Brock Lesnar <laughs> just took him out that's right that's what I saw if, if, if he is the epitome of a walking phallus that's what he is he's like <laughs> Yes, like pure cock. 
<laughs> he is the living embodiment of wonderful toxic masculinity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just celebratory, throbbing toxic masculinity, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> It was, and it was so good. And you really needed that that little injection of star power at the end of the show because you know what? It was a bit of a lame duck. People were struggling to get through it, and you know you you left the fans off on on a high note. Um, what do you think overall, though? What do you think of the show, just in general? All right. So I mean, to me, this was the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good was most of the wrestling was average, solid. Yep. Lots kind of title of changes. Mich- missionary, mechanical, just, you know, yep, yes. widgets. That's what I would say, too, yeah. Um, by numbers. The bad, it was way too long. It was just, cool. I cannot handle these four hours fucking pay-per-views. Um, and so, I mean, that's it. It was, it's fun to see the WWE perform in front of fans again. That, you know, the lie, it's, it's, it's funny how much, the, you never realize how much the live atmosphere added to your enjoyment of a show watching on television until it's gone and now it's back and you're like, oh, wow. I, I, want, I want to talk about the live atmosphere here. That's a so, critical element and I never realized how critical it was until they it was gone. The crowd. Did they really? So some of the reactions that you're hearing were not legit. CM Punk chants were blocked. There was, there was times when there was uh, no crowd noise where they were injected cheers. Okay. So they're still dabbling with crowd either crowd muting or manipulation of the sound they're still doing it so i don't i don't know i'm not, I'm not a fan of that like i like the organic vibe is you know what if goldberg is being booed let us hear him being booed I'll don't do you, a sid justice and I'll, then you know have them cheered that's gonna, or have them booed you know what i'm I mean? gonna disagree with you and here's why when they let the crowd just be organic they like an old man who or, you know or like an like a middle-aged mom didn't really know how to deal with it and so they tried to play along like they were cool and it didn't work so remember when the wwe was fans were turning on the product very vociferously before yeah. they got wise to it and they were like fandangoing in the audience and then so they had michael cole like an asshole like hey we love it when the crowd fandangos like no they're fandangoing because your product fucking sucks and they're like viscerally reacting to it <laughs> they're fandangoing out of boredom you dumb fucks we should go back to fandangoing. My point being is their reaction to it was that. And I would rather them just control the audience and mute them than have to deal with them reacting to fandangoing again. Like, I, I would rather them okay. just, tighten up, just tighten up the product than them having to old man react to something they don't understand. You see what I'm saying? But just imagine opening your show... Opening your your SummerSlam, one of your one of your tent pole shows, to an outrageous CM Punk chant. Yeah, the crowd's a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, no, yeah, you know what? To to a point, you do you do have to to curb some of the some of the noise. You know what I mean? You do have a story to tell. You got a product that you got to protect. So, as much as I don't like censorship, maybe sometimes it is it is the right thing to do. You're maybe you're right. You know, there's censorship, and then there's you can't be an asshole on television. We have a show, to, we have a yeah. professional show to run here. You know, censorship yeah, right. is I write something critical of the government because the government's doing bad things, and I get put in prison. You know, and my thing gets deleted. That's yeah. censorship. Like you don't, you don't, you the, don't start out a show by booing the product when the, you haven't seen the show. The no fat if the, neck, if the matches are shit in the bed. Yeah, give it to him. The fat neckbeard screaming CM Punk before anything's happened yet. You can shut him up. Yeah. 
feed him yeah, a, yeah, yeah. feed him a cupcake it's fine um yep, take it beat <laughs> him up throw him out the door <laughs> <laughs> so that's SummerSlam. um we went well over our like structure here by the way <laughs> That's okay. So, but we got another ten minutes, and I want to talk about the 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 end of NXT. Well, before we do, we have to talk about the end of Grammarly. It's not the end; it's only the beginning. Grammarly's <laughs> AI-powered products help you communicate, help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All right. So I have a quote here because you told me you wanted to talk about this. And so I did a little digging. And um, the quote that I have is NXT is no longer going to be the third brand of WWE. It will revert back to being an older style of developmental territory. They want bigger, younger stars they can mold to be the main eventers and attractions. Meltzer read a company memo, and this is the headline, from a source that said, no more midgets, no one starting in their 30s. They want people who can be box off attractions and main characters. Um, The exceptions, like Adam Cole aside, um... They want people who are young, dumb, and full of cum. No, uh, they want uh, they want <laughs> they want young bodybuilders, ex athletes from other places. They basically are saying no more Ring of Honor indie midgets. And yes, because here's here's the reason. Okay, so and a big part of that reason is when you got a guy in Chicago getting a thunderous applause and then you know basically taking a limelight from a character that would not technically exist without his horrible WWE experience. Part of this the whole CM Punk character that's over is a statement against the WWE how they don't like their product. They you know he's the antihero. Blah 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 blah. Well. You'll never get a guy who comes in from another territory who has their own name and gets to keep it anymore. We're done with that shit. We're done with, oh, I use this move elsewhere in another promotion. Oh, this this sort of, you know, the character's movements and hysteronics and, and gimmick came from another promotion. No, they want 100% autonomy and control over what they create, from the name to the moves to the merchandise, everything. You own nothing when you leave the WWE. Only you're literally the blood running through your veins. That's it. They own that. And that's what they want. Can I tell you how I'm kind of in agreement with WWE? Because Me me too. Me too. Here's the thing. They got screwed so many times. Well, not only that, but from a scientific perspective, let's... Let's go back 20 years and say, hey, what if all of the indie guys, in all of the indie darlings, all of the Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor guys got drafted to the WWE? If only, if only the Ring of Honor product got to be, you know, the WWE's TV product. And they're like, okay, let's, let's in that alternate universe, let's see what that looks like. Okay, but that's, that's what we did. And some people may, may yeah. pick apart that argument and be like, hmm, okay, but Daniel Bryan made evented in one of the most one of the most organic storylines of, of its time, WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan yep. just main evented the last WrestleMania along with Roman Reigns and Old Man Edge. Kevin right. Owens has been in the main event in and out of the main event spot every year he's been in the, like he was like on NXT the NXT roster for a good five minutes and then they drafted yes. him up and then his first night he beats John Cena. So right. you know 
I know like people like they never really gave Cesaro a chance. Cesaro has been on the main roster and in and out of featured positions the entire time he's been there. So he has. this horseshit about and and here's the thing. This is the point that I'm getting at. In terms of money, because people listening to this, I I, I can't imagine indie snobs listening to this podcast, but <laughs> wrestling indie snobs who are listening to this podcast are like, but shut up. Here's what I'm going to tell you people. Your snobby opinions about work rate don't fucking matter to anybody that matters. <gasps> Harry what? Broadhurst disagrees. Harry Broadhurst can disagree all he wants. He could also be on this <laughs> podcast if he got up on time. Um, <laughs> fucking fight me. I don't fucking care with my damaged COVID lungs. I don't give a shit. What matters is fucking money. Okay? And I know people are like, how do you... You don't have any... Inve- you're not even invested in the goddamn company. Why do you care? Because that's ultimately what does matter. Everything this company does, whether I like it or not, and this isn't about my opinion. This is a statement of fact. This company does what it does to make money. To the point that I am trying to get to is they need attractions that put asses in seats. The Ring of Honor guys didn't sell a single fucking ticket. Maybe Daniel Bryan did a little bit WrestleMania 30. That was, what, seven fucking years ago once. And it was one of those weird organic moments that only happened like once in a lifetime anyway. But who sold tickets in the past 10 years? John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. All monsters, all beasts. So my point is that the Ring of Honor guys, the Ring of Honor experiment from 20 years ago in the alternate timeline, we're like, well, but what if Ring of Honor got to rule the wrestling world? Resulted... And no tickets being sold. <laughs> and this company True. having to no, depend this company having to depend on big money contracts for whatever garbage they put out. That's the bottom line here. And that is exactly what these people are thinking. Like they're not thinking about fucking work rate. Are you fucking kidding me? You think what is it, Nick Khan is the dude's name? I think Nick Khan's like looking at the WWE product going, hmm, Ilja Dragonoff. Ilja Dragonoff and and Walter put on good, really good matches. They should be at the... He's not... Fu- Elder Dragunov just had one of the best matches of the year with Walter and Big. finally got his just desserts winning the UK title. He's going to get cut tomorrow because he's a fucking midget. <laughs> okay? No, that, that is a goddamn shame because you're, you're right. Yeah, go ahead. Continue your point. I agree. So just to wrap this up, we can move this on. Like, if the... They, they, they've tried, man. And here's the thing, because people are like screaming at their podcast like, fuck off, Rattledge. No, 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 no. Find me, the, find me the data that disputes my claim that the WWE's already like leapt to this conclusion that none of this shit worked. The Ring of Honor experiment didn't work. D- NXT as Ring of Honor light didn't work. These guys don't sell fucking tickets. Monsters, attractions sell tickets. You pepper up... Monsters, these- attractions, gimmicks. Homegrown gimmicks sell tickets. You get these, and so the, and then the other thing about this to remember is that, like, look at like Tommaso fucking Champa, who looks like an old billy goat. Okay, he's (laughs) awesome. Don't get me wrong, but he's like a hundred years old now. They're not putting him on the fucking main roster, and he doesn't want to go to the main roster. So, what is the point of paying this guy all this money if 
you're not having one if you're not having a third touring brand and you don't need names then Ciampa's fucking useless now and you might as well cut him Johnny my, Gargano my... I'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead you're, you're right on the money go ahead keep going Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano is five feet fucking tall and right. useless he puts he, yes. he's, a, he's great for the work rate snobs but other than that he's fucking like his wife at least is kind of hot you know and has a personality but he is he is fucking wallpaper okay but he puts on good matches but he but why cut him get rid of Gargano he's not he is not selling tickets to a Wrestlemania he never would have sold tickets to Wrestlemania no he's not he's not you're right and so and, and NXT, NXT had become a niche brand, and I mean, mm-hmm. it really showed when they were up against a brand new product in AEW, even in its infancy, they couldn't even keep up with that. I mean, they were beaten by almost two hundred thousand, you know, viewers every week for an unknown brand. That that should have been their first sign, going, okay, like the star power here is not connecting, and we have a major vehicle in the WWE that's promoting us. We're on a network that's being promoted, and we can't beat an upstart indie company. Here's the thing. That should have been sign one. If their if their goal with NXT was to create a niche indie product that they could control, then mm-hmm. my whole argument goes away. And I'm and I'm with it. And I, I like it. I I mean I liked NXT for years now because oh, it too. was the because it was quality basically Ring of Honor light. You know, yes. with high production quality. Like yep. and that's fine. But if and here's the point, so that I don't get too much in the weeds here. If your goal is to have a developmental product that you control to create the new Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's and John Cena's of the world, then this entire NXT thing for the last 10 years has been a giant waste of time. No, Who has come out of NXT that could... Rep- if John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns drop fucking dead and they need quick a John Cena, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for Saudi Arabia, who do they have in NXT right now? Who do they have on the main roster right now that could step into that spot? Who? We know it's not Karrion Cross. We know it's not Samoa Joe. Like, we, we, we know that it's not L.A. Knight. Like, like all these guys we saw e last either. night. It's not Big E either. It's not Big E. Walter? <laughs> like, is it Dragon Up? Like, who? no, it's not. Right. It's, You're right it's, on the money. They, it's pointless. They, it, it's not future building for the main roster. It's not right. because these guys are not main roster stars. They're not. You, you, you can't build your future of your company on that. So you got to turn towards. You got to literally create it from the ground up. What do I need? Okay, I need a giant Hulk Hogan guy. I need a Road Warriors tag team style tag team. But you can rely on someone who's had an indie past, who's got a background that fans are going to identify, and they're going to go, oh, he's CM Punk from Ring of Honor, and he's Daniel Bryan, you know what I mean? Like, people have established backgrounds, but if you create brand new stars from the ground up, fans will either take to them or reject them, but on their own virtues. But now you own it. You own the narrative, all the narrative. It doesn't come with baggage. You know what I mean? It doesn't come with years of indie shit stories and all this junk. No, this is a WWE-created star, and that's exactly what they needed to do. And that's what AEW was doing underneath their breath, creating the Darby Allens, creating the Jungle Boys, all these people, and creating a bunch of people that they can propel to the future and the future. Murderhawk, all these people. You know what I mean? So 
It's about time WWE woke up. Now, are we going to like it? Are we going to think that this is going to be our new indie darling like NXT? Of course not. But it will make sense when you're watching a SummerSlam one day and one of these brand new characters are headlining and making money for you. And that's what's going to happen. I think WWE, this is a smart move, but I'm super sad to see NXT go away because I, I had a really great time for the short time that we had great wrestling under WWE banner. So there you go. Yeah. And last night was no exception. Yeah, I personally, if you're like, why stop being a WWE like corporate shill and just st- yeah. talk from the heart, I'm yeah. sad my little primetime indie niche product is going to go away. Yeah, I'm me too. sad that we're not going to get great. more Dragunov versus Walter. We're not going to get more Gargano versus Cole and Gargano versus Ciampa and Cole versus yeah. anybody. You know, as much as I've criticized NXT hither and thither, I didn't. I never wanted it to go away, and it's going no. away. No, no, and no. I and I and because I understand the need to tear down the forest to build a parking garage, because you need parking spaces for the stadium next door. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you, I get and it. You know, when I watched TakeOver last night, and i got to end on this one, but when I watched TakeOver last night, uh, you know, it really felt like a final statement. You had Dragunov beating Walter in a super emotional, hard-hitting, like, hamburger meat slugfest. It was like crazy and to see a brand new champion crowned via submission Adam Cole's last match in the company mm-hmm. you had Karrion Cross getting absolutely fucking stuffed in a bag by Samoa Joe I mean it felt like the final statement you know you had Cameron Grimes rise up against LA Knight and win the million dollar championship oh, can we just I know you gotta you gotta go but yeah. stay with me for just yeah, no, a minute go ahead I, yeah. how great was that Cameron Grimes LA Knight match I loved it. And you know what? Those fans give a shit about Cameron Grimes because he's the guy who toiled in the indies. He's like he's like exactly what they're trying to extinguish right now. He he was Trevor Lee and he was burning up the indies. People were seeing him at their you know, at their basketball arenas and all this stuff or their school gyms watching him do all these crazy shit. And then he found his character in Cameron Grimes and he milked that cow, man. It was so, so good. And to see him beat LA Knight and you know what? LA Knight doesn't get credit for this, but I mean he held his own in this match. He was a great heel, a foil to get Cameron Grimes over. And I think, man, this guy really, really has... He gives a shit, and you can see it in his in his wrestling and in his demeanor. This and he whole, tries to do his best, and I love it. This whole card... I know you got to go, so I'm going to wrap this up really quickly. Yeah, yeah, And then absolutely. we'll get out of here. But this whole card was phenomenal top to bottom. Like, not a bad match it on was. the card. Ridge Holland crushed who the fuck that was, Trey Baxter, as he should have. Yep. Cameron Grimes, yep. LA Knight, had a match of the year candidate. Loved it. It was Loved so good. It. And I am, like... I put up just to tell you how like high on Cameron Grimes I am. I put up on Twitter. I'm like a picture of Brock Lesnar, picture of Cameron Grimes. He's the fucking best. Put all the titles yeah, on Cameron Grimes. To the moon. moon. Raquel, so good. So good. I was deathly afraid Dakota Kai was actually going to beat Raquel Gonzalez last night because I figured they're going to draft oh him on the roster at some point. But yeah, like Raquel Ra- between the eyes with her dick and knocked her right out. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez beat the shit out of Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai was there for it all. They had a great women's match. Um, they, they uh, was good. I, what can one say about Dragunov versus Walter? It was phenomenal. Oh, oh my God. So good. So, um, so good. The, oh, K- Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. I, I can't imagine. It's, like, I, I think Cole's going to end up going to AEW probably as he yeah. should, because what's he going to do in the main roster? Um, no, I, I just, think, quite frankly, I think Kyle O'Reilly needs to go with him. You know, like, what's Kyle O'Reilly going to do on the main roster other than wrestle fucking Cesaro a hundred times? 
Like, well, Bobby cares? Fish is Bobby Fish is just well for him to cash the chips. He ain't getting back in NXT anymore. So yeah, let's get the three of them back under go under AEW. Why not? Who cares? But they had a great match. Um, I, I kind of like the I like the way it ended. People were booing, but like I don't really care. You know, they, they they did the thing with the handcuffs. Cole's trying to outsmart Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. Kyle O'Reilly just grabbed his leg and twisted it, and Cole was like, "Fuck!" and then tapped out. It was great. Um, that was really unusual, but yeah, you know what? When you consider that Adam Cole is is basically leaving, there you go. That's that's all it needed. And then Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. I mean, I assume this is Karrion Cross's swan song in NXT that he's headed to the main Listen, roster. He does not work without Scarlet. He came out. It felt empty. It felt vacuumless. It felt soulless. It, it doesn't work, man. Karrion Cross without the full package doesn't work at all. Isn't that like the at whole all. point though? Is that they're gonna like? reintroduce him with Scarlet on the main roster? Why? Why? What's the point? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I, I uh Samoa I, I like watching Samoa Joe wrestle. Um he can't be long for this world either considering what's happening with oh, NXT. No. I think this is like I think they just needed to kind of close the book on what we knew as NXT and this this kind of does, right? This is end of an era. Goodbye. This was it. This was so, it, man. So carrying Cross to the main roster because he looks like a main roster dude, and Samoa Joe hangs on to the title until they take it from him and give it to whatever person they're going to give it to. And that's the end. That's the end of NXT. So plugs. Well, you can hear me over on the Chris and Reggie Network and Mr. Chris Sheehan as we're doing Quester Days. Everyone's favorite. Well, okay. Some people's favorite um, <laughs> old school ElfQuest book. I know some cosplayers who do enjoy ElfQuest, and by God, if that's your jam, come on over and check out Quester Days. It's the ElfQuest epic unofficial podcast, and it's a, it's quite a good time, and it comes to you every second week of the of the month. It's bi monthly, so there you go. That's where that's where I'm hanging out, and you can come argue with me on Twitter at Charlton underscore Hero. Outside of that, uh, Mark tries to drag me into these podcasts despite work, despite whatever, and I show up. So there you go. That's what I do. I dodge bullets. All right. Tonight, uh, speaking of pods, I mean, Christine and I will be reviewing X-Men Deadly Genesis. Uh, the only other That's... two plugs, um, Candyman comes out this week on, in theaters. So we'll have a we – ha we already have up our two Hellraiser uh, movie review surveys, part one and part two, the connection being Clive Barker – brought you Hellraiser. Clive Barker brought you Candyman. So there's the connection. So you can check out our reviews of all the Hellraiser movies that's up in the archives now. And then this Thursday, myself and Sean Comer will be looking at the uh, original Candyman movie plus the two, I think, direct-to-video sequels on uh, Long Road to Ruin. And then next week, we'll have a review. I think there's like a 900 people coming on for that. We'll have a review of the new Candyman movie. And um, as far as wrestling goes... Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. Um, that's it for this month. Uh, next month, uh, Chris Bailey was not able to join us for our reviews of uh, four, WrestleMania 4 and 5, but he should be back for the mania of WrestleMania 6 and 7, and that's going to be Wednesday, September 22nd. And um, the next time Bailey and, I, Bailey and I are supposed to be getting together will be for All Out. All Out is September 5th, and we will have a review for you on September 8th, presumably. Absolutely. Until Chris Bailey throws me more curveballs and insists that we do things around his schedule. Fucking diva. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. This is what you get for premium podcasting. <laughs> With that... <laughs>
<laughs> be well, be safe, and behave.